We are I. One of the benefits of the world that we live in today is having access to global markets. And, you know, but what does this actually mean, having access to global markets, you know, in in relative comparison to what might be best for this planet? And, you know, I'm going to specifically more talk about, you know, like agricultural products, because, you know, this has a lot of impact on a lot of other resources, you know, with inside of a country. And I think that you can easily draw a correlation between how this, you know, is transferable between industries. But again, as I say this, it's like I'm trying to think of what has like absolute impact. And if we pick on the United States, for example, like the United States is the number one exporting country around the world of agricultural products. It's like $120 billion a year that, you know, the United States exports in, in, you know, like different products. And the number one of those, you know, being, you know, corn, that's 26% of the global exports comes from the United States. It's like $7.6 billion. And out of the list of six, the top most exported, you know, products around the world, the United States has three of them, you know, and corn, like I said, being one of them, 26% of the global exports. And, Soybeans, they do 50, 50.5% of the global exports at 16.5 billion. Then you have wheat, the United States at 18%, 5.4 billion. So 18% of the global exports. So when you look at this, it's like, what is the impact of this? Which the irony behind things like this, where, you know, we want to talk about carbon footprints, which obviously I, you know, I'm a firm believer in like, yes, human beings are putting more carbon into the atmosphere. But yes, I also believe that, you know, the planet is the the greenest it's ever been because of, you know, the this carbon that's in the air. Now, is that greenery good or bad? You know, you could probably argue maybe two sides that I want to lean onto the side of, you know, that it's good because I'm also believe the earth is round and that there's a lot of things that are bullshit. But when we look at this, when the amount of the amount of extra energy and the amount of extra pollution there is in the world when you have, you know, a country exporting this much of anything. And, you know, a lot of countries do this. You look at like what China and all their exports when it comes to material goods. When you look at, you know, the Middle East exporting oil around the world, you know, to be able to fuel the world. When when we look at this, it's like, do we need these kind of resources that are distributed around the world? Like, what's the impact of that? Because there's massive draw. And again, when it comes to farming, there's a lot of farmland in the United States that's farmed by other countries, by players in other countries, because that type of farming or that type of product is not allowed in their country. You know, alfalfa being one of these with Saudi Arabia needing alfalfa, but, you know, they're not allowed to be able to, you know, harvest and grow grow and harvest, I guess you should say in proper order, um, alfalfa because of the water draw that it takes, you know, but they're, they have massive fields in the United States, you know, and in Canada, 
And, you know, like this is a huge problem because it just, it sucks up, you know, all the, all the available fresh water and doesn't allow other pharmacies. Again, you're talking resources. They have the money to be able to invest in the infrastructure, to be able to take those resources from other people. You can drill deeper wells, more wells. You know, you can move and sell off property at greater losses if you need to, because you have that money to be able to back you. You know, never mind like the the taxation on, you know, like the ports, the road systems, like buying the equipment. You know, yes, you're supplying a lot of jobs because there's a lot of spin-off jobs. You know, people need to be able to make tractors, people need to be able to be in oil and gas and transport that around the world. And, you know, people need to be in, you know, different manufacturing areas. But this isn't good for the soil. It's not good for the planet. Like you are robbing it of its most natural resources because to have this kind of output, say soybeans, for example, doing with the United States supplying 50.5% of the world's soybeans by through export, what is that doing to the land? The land can't support this. They're not doing any kind of crop rotations. You can't when you're having that kind of export. So that is all artificial nutrients put into the soil. There's no way that you can keep up that. And what do you leave the world after you have that kind of monocrop agriculture? Nothing. You're leaving with nothing. Strict resources. You have, you know, barren land that has no fertile fertile soil. You're draining the the resources of, you know, water. You know, who knows what you're pumping back in because this kind of monocrop agriculture, you know, you're you're dumping a ton of shit back into our waterways. There's a lot of pollution that's associated with monocrop agriculture. Never mind the disease that you, you know, bestow upon the land because land is not, you know, made to have that kind of monocrop agriculture. You know, and this is this is what we focus on. You know, having like this kind of corporate imprint around the world. And like I said, it's not just agriculture. The problem with agriculture is that it immediately impacts the land. It can take land that's incredibly fertile and give us something but we don't give anything back you know and you could argue at least that you know with when it comes to factories and you know manufacturing like in places like china and you know in the rest of these asian you know countries that at least it's not building these massive facilities and the you know the pollution that's associated with manufacturing it's just like well yeah but you know, that can also be done in a in a more sustainable way as well. Like it'd be interesting to properly debate with somebody the the environmental impact if you have good policy in place, the environmental impact on having local manufacturing versus local monocrop agriculture. Because manufacturing you still don't need as big of a footprint as what you do for agriculture. Agriculture, you just need land. You just need land. That's all there is to it. Sure, there's a lot of innovation that's happening in agriculture. And in 20 years from now, 30 years from now, we might not even see those same statistics, which would be a great thing. And we can return some of this land back to nature and just let it, you know, get healthy again. Allow all that, all the organisms and all the organic matter to be able to become alive and nutritious and healthy because it's, it's the irony that you can draw between the more unhealthy that we get as people, the more unhealthy we make the environment around us. You know, 
And I guess that's the greatest irony to be able to draw out of all this is that we are nutritionally void as ourselves as human beings, and we are making the soil that's producing our food nutritionally void as well, which is one of the things that makes us nutritionally void is because we don't have the same micro and macronutrient levels in our food because the the soil is so shitty, which is very interesting. It's like we can't even see that with our own open eyes that you know, we are rotting our brains by not educating, you know, the next generations. We're not teaching them to be able to, you know, expand their intellect and their knowledge and, you know, to be able to become bored and not be hyper overstimulated all the time because this is where creativity lies. And, you know, you can argue that engineers are some of the most creative artists on the planet. You know, but if an engineer is never bored, if an engineer is always overconsumed with bullshit like TikTok videos, can they design, can they create, you know, some of the great engineering marvels that we've seen throughout the world? I think that takes a certain level of boredom to be able to come up with that kind of creativity. Yes, the job can get done, but it can get done in two ways. You know, it can get done in the utmost creative fashion with the utmost functional aspect to it or it can strictly just be very plain and mundane and you know and still serve the function it's nice to have a little artistic component to it too you know so it adds beauty to it not just this sculpture not just this real plain boxy looking sculpture you know can we really can we really have you know health with inside of our bodies if the land, if something as simple as the land around us is not healthy, we walk upon this land. Can we become healthy if we we just deplete everything around us? That's what human beings do. They're like a sponge for everything that's good. It just sucks up everything that's good and it it spits out very little in, in regards to our organic environment that is that is good. We move in and rob resources of different regions from around the world. And, you know, British Columbia, Canada here, we've seen this with these, you know, open water farming operations for fish. You know, they moved from places like the Netherlands to, you know, off the BC coast. And we were smart enough to be able to ban them, you know, and this year was the last year that those farms, those fish farms could exist. And now they're gone and the health of our waterways are already starting to come back you know, because of it, you know, but when are we going to recognize that we're doing the same thing with our land? And, you know, like the alternative, what they're saying these days is to be able to have factory or to lab grown meat. Like, can you imagine just looking down and that was just that steak was grown in a, a Petri dish? It's like, no, I don't want that. I specifically seek out, you know, animals, you know, in nature, in the back country, so that they're wild and I get some of that wild meat and I get those wild genes into my body to be able to connect back more with this planet, not connect back more with a lab. So again, we don't think we realize what the potential health impacts of these because the one thing that we do know about big pharma and big food is that it's rarely ever good. In the long term, it's rarely ever good because we just meddle. We just constantly meddle with everything and we don't, we don't spit out anything really all that great because we we are just 
sponges of resources and we expect things to be okay and we expect things to be good but all we are doing is just robbing this planet of all things good so hats off to the people who are trying to do good regenerative farming you know the people who are getting into regenerative farming you know reviving the small family farms my hats off to you ladies and gentlemen bringing back the health of this planet keeping things local my hat is off to you thank you you're all doing a great service to this world you know, maybe we all need to really think about how to be able to bring how to be able to bring our mentality back to having everything localized. It was as localized as possible. Not just to lower your lower your carbon footprint, because it just makes everything a lot more healthy because we are a lot more aware. You can see it in front of you. And I think when people can see it then they truly will connect with the positive and the negative and they'll be a lot more creative. They'll be a lot more inspired to be able to live a world that's very cohesive with the health of this planet because it makes us all healthy. We can't be healthy as residents of this world, of this planet, if we are just constantly robbing it of its resources. 